Do you find yourself trying to climb the corporate ladder, but often find yourself comparing yourself to other people? What about when people win and it seems like you have yet to have your victory lap? Or what about people who don't celebrate your victories? They copy your every move or they downplay your accomplishments. It's as if they try to one up. They're always bragging about what they're doing and comparing to you. It's like they're keeping tabs. Whether you're at work or at home, comparing yourself to others is dangerous because it causes you to compete. And it's difficult to compete with people you are supposed to be working with. And when you compete, you tend to compromise your character. The safest place to be is to be okay with being you and allowing others to win and to be able to celebrate their victories and be a part of their life journey as opposed to tearing it down or feeling uncomfortable in the middle of someone else's victory. Remember, when you compare, you compete, then you compromise your value. This episode of SAFE is designed to help you tap into who you really are so that you live unapologetic. This will impact your career, your relationships, your family, or whatever position you hold, you will become better in every way. Ultimately, you will feel safe being you. Your story matters. Keep climbing that ladder. No, you're not going to stop. Just keep going till you get to the top. Home. This Tyson speaks. One who speaks for a cause. All from a safe space. Just stay safe and stay strong. Yeah. Your, story your story matters. Keep climbing that ladder. Um. Climbing that ladder. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. Um. Yeah. Your story matters. Relationships are very intricate, not because relationships are intricate. It's just people are. Mm -hmm. And we have different perspectives about life, situations and certain conditions until we have an absolute. We will continue to compare ourselves to each other. And when we compare, we compete. Now you say an absolute. You have to have a standard that's bigger than how you feel in the moment. You have to have a foundation that speaks louder than your emotions mm-hmm. or the situation even. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, ju- for example, just because uh, you have a boss that, I don't know, a, a disgruntled boss or a horrible boss, you know, one that don't see your value. He don't speak, speaks to you horribly. He's brass, disrespectful. That don't mean you can just uh, steal office supplies. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, the standard still stands. Don't steal. Right. You kind of feel me. But in that kind of relationship. You have to know the purpose or the cause and it will trump sometimes your feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. Like I have this thing. It's called um, the motives of relationships and it's all based on some type of value. There are some relationships that you preserve because they're your spouse or your your brother or sister. You may not like how they act or behave or get along with them. But because it's your mom, you preserve the relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, my dad, you know, he was abusive and stuff. So I put him in this category. I don't depend on him to buy me anything. I don't depend on him to come around, but I still will honor and respect the fact that he's dad Mm -hmm. and I will preserve whatever we have. So if I see him instead of being angry 
and full of um, rage and, and upset and, and rejection. That's just my father. Mm-hmm. And he chose not to be a dad to me. But when I see him, I can be cordial mm-hmm. and not be so offended that he's not doing what he's supposed to do. But I'm not going to depend on him to step up and be that person. Mm-hmm. So I put him in the box of um, preserve. Then you have people that add value, people that you share value with. Like I, we share value because we're peers. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I'm older than you. So <laughs> yeah. you need to st- <laughs> submit. <laughs> see, <there you> go. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. <laughs> but you have some relationships where people are in your life to receive value, like a child. You know, you don't look for your kids to do something in return for you for cooking for them. You know, just be obedient, clean your room, be respectful. But I'm a cook for you because I love you. You're in my life to receive from me. Like I tell my um, daughter pound cake all the time. Baby, I'm not here for you to serve me. I'm here to serve you. I'm daddy. Mm-hmm. I'm good. But I'm helping you get to the next level. Mm-hmm. So she's in my life to receive. And I'm in her life to give, to add, 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 add. And some people in your life to take. And a lot of those people that are in your life to take, they compete with you because they're comparing themselves mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. And romantic relationships are probably the most toxic when it comes to people not being secure in themselves. So they got to compare to something. I don't know who I am. I don't know how I'm good. I don't know what makes me likable. I don't know what value I have. So I have to measure it to something. And the closest thing to me is what I tend to measure it with. Like when you're a child, it's typically your siblings or um, the guy who made the basketball team and you didn't or the guy who has all the fresh clothes. Because I used to be like, man, I sure love having me some nice clothes. (laughs) I mean, my buddy Doug had everything. (laughs) Doug had everything. His bike was fresh. He had the Michael Jackson uh, leather jacket. Jacket. It was probably Mm -hmm. pleather. (laughs) But I showed one one. He had the uh, parachute pants uh-huh. with all the zippers. And I had some Wranglers. <laughs> or some Lee jeans. <laughs> that we got from Goodwill. <laughs> so I was constantly comparing myself with Doug. Yeah. His bike was nice. Yeah. My bike was put together. Yeah. With parts. Didn't match. <laughs> parts. Mm-hmm. The forks might be a different color than the frame. The tire may be bigger in the back. <laughs> oh, my God. But Doug, he had a BMX. You. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But my yeah. cut was fresh because I was cutting my hair. You were, yeah. 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 But, yeah. But we didn't have no lunch money to get a cookie or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but I found, I call them three C's. When you compare yourself to people, you begin to compete. And when you compete, you compromise. So how how can, let's say, a romantic couple or a wife and a husband, how can they be on the same team and compete? They can't. It's impossible. Yeah. Now, I, I get games, you know, even at work when you have projects and you may have a, a team that's competing against another project mm-hmm. to get an award. You know, it's to create some camaraderie and things like that. But what I'm talking about competing as an individual person. Mm-hmm. Comparing myself to this person, his gifts, his talents, how he does it. Now, we can um, learn from people. Yeah. You know, there's this this scripture in the Bible says that you should look at people. And we talked about this the other day who um, through faith and patience has, you know, achieved greatness or achieved the promise. You look at their patience. You're looking at attributes, Mm -hmm. qualities of a person. 
that you're that you would like to have. Yeah. You know, like good character. Exactly. So like in that situation, when we. Even when we're doing that, there there is a form of comparison. Yes. Right. So comparison only becomes unhealthy when it turns into competition. Yes. And, and- right. Because to compare yourself. And say, you know what? He or she has such a bomb personality. Mm-hmm. You know, they're so likable. They're so friendly. You know, I want some of what they have. Yes. Like I said, I think it only becomes unhealthy when it turns into competition. Yes. It, it turns into a little envy. Yeah. Or jealous. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with wanting the qualities that a person yeah. has to improve yourself. Exactly. But the part of comparison is when it affects your identity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they're better. I want to be better. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying they do this well, I would love to improve. Like my buddy Chris, he speaks uh, um, Spanish really well. Mm. I said, man, when we go on trips, we're in Belize and he's flowing. Fluent. Oh, wow. Oh, he gets down. And we don't have to worry about nothing. I'll be falling asleep. I don't even care because he's going to figure it out. He's gonna, yeah. yeah, he's good with that stuff. I'm like, man, I man, I love to speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. I need to get on it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying, man, I want to speak Spanish like that. I hate that he does that. Mm-hmm. And I can't. Mm-hmm. Man, I hate that he can speak and I can't speak. Mm-hmm. Almost as if I would prefer him to lose it if I can't have it. You know, we're not supposed to do that. But I, I embrace the fact and celebrate his yeah. gifts. What keeps you from starting to compete and compromise, you celebrate other people's gifts. That and you appreciate your own. Yes, you can appreciate right. yes, you appreciate where you are. appreciate your own mm-hmm. gifts and attributes, right? Yeah. Because there's something that you have that he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's um, nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. And in fact, it makes me happy. Yeah. Because I remember when he learned how to speak Spanish. Oh, interesting. And all the work he did oh, wow. to learn how to See? do it. And he was like, come on, Tice, let's, let's, let's get it. Hey, I'm going to this class. I'm doing this. I got this book. He, matter of fact, I think he even bought me. Um, a couple of books and I'm talking 20 years ago. Wow. And I saw him progress so I can celebrate people. And that that's another C in this. That's the answer to not getting to the point to where you are compromising. Mm-hmm. Cause when you compare, you tend to compete and then you compromise. Mm-hmm. But if you compare yourself and you see, but you got to throw in that celebrate mm-hmm. In there, mm-hmm. I can celebrate his accomplishments. Yes, like yes. it makes me proud. Yeah, like, especially man, my, since you you saw the work that he was. Ah, uh, I saw in. the work. Yeah, but a lot of people don't do that. Mm-hmm. They don't look. They just want what you have, and and that's it. Regardless because, of how you got there or yes, how you got it, don't even consider. <laughs> right, and and that's when you start to compromise. Like I remember, I had this platform called Tyson Education. Mm-hmm. Tyson means to speak up for a cause and all this kind of good stuff. Educate means to draw out and make better. So I want, and Tyson means sustaining flame. So it was like continuous education. Mm-hmm. So continuously become better and improve. You have to be intentional. And somebody told me, you're not an educator. Why would you say that? And I ain't saying no names. But, I, but by your smile, your laugh, you know who I'm talking about. You're not an educator. I said, well, yeah, yeah. Well, no, you're not. I said, well, I, I'm an instructor at an at a, at a institution. I train people in anatomy, physiology, diseases of the skin, the scalp, the hair. We talk about nerves and different types of bacteria and how they affect the body. 
And you're going to try to front on me like I don't know. I was talking about about uh, <laughs> metabolism <laughs> the other day. <laughs> that had, was funny. I had to take that back. Mm-hmm. No, that was funny, though, because they did say I didn't say it right. <laughs> the, the, the turly accent. But they were trying to tell me that I wasn't. I was trying to prove that I am an educator. I help people to improve by using this skill and to go out and be positive, productive citizens. Matter of fact, one of the guys I trained, he said it was in October. He said, you know, this is the first time in my life where I bought all my Christmas presents and have money left. Wow. Before Christmas. And before he said, a little dope, try to do some little work, some odd jobs just to get ahead. Mm-hmm. But he said, now I have a tool that you put in my hand that you mm-hmm. help me with. I can make money. Honestly, I can go to bed at night. Mm hmm. To educate means to draw out, induce, to make better, mm-hmm. to improve. But they was the they was very emphatic. You are not an educator, and this is why because they went to school, got a degree, and I don't have a degree. Mm. And the sad thing is they have a degree of information, small <laughs> portion, <laughs> and probably didn't get enough because the degree that they got, it don't. I mean. They really don't earn as much as I do. Yeah. In my field Mm -hmm. of interest, um, it's just as rewarding. It can be, but it's all relative. Mm -hmm. It's not always about money. It's about the service that we provide. And they just did not want to let go of the fact that they that I was not an educator. And they said, I'm the educator. I went to school. I have the degree. You don't. And if you was that educated, you would know what educate means. Right. And you right. would you'd be able to define, okay, yeah, that is education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't about the context. It was about comparing mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. You cannot be better than me. Mm-hmm. You, you're not going to do this again and be better or show up. And uh, it, it didn't help the relationship at all. Mm-hmm. Because if you're a partner, you can't compete with your partner. No. You can have healthy competition. You know, hey, okay, like here we sell products. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to have a competition who can sell or produce the most products. The person wins. And we root people on. And when they win, we celebrate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not hard to do when you're not competing. Exactly. Because you're on the same team. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because if your spouse wins a, um, a the lottery. Mm-hmm. And we won the lottery. Mm-hmm. My wife always says, what's mine is yours. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, until I grab one of her fries. <laughs> <laughs> and I think she meant... My fries are hers. Are hers, yeah. Mm-hmm. And her fries are hers. Are hers. And, and you might better have one if I let you. <laughs> yep. But that's how y'all do it. Double standard. You know it's a double standard sometimes. There really is. Mm-hmm. There really is. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, like, with the healthy competition, I think that couples do that a lot. Or yeah. it can be fun, right? It's like, for instance, if, if 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 both people want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. That's you know, good. Let, let's let's see who can lose X amount of pounds mm-hmm. within X amount of months. Right. Yes. That's something that's good. That's fun. That's beneficial. Right. Mm-hmm. So we can have fun with the competition. We just don't need to. Allow it to interrupt and tear down our relationship. Yes, because the goal is togetherness. Yes. And a collective. Yes. Not to beat yes. the other person. Yes. It, it is to improve the other person. Mm-hmm. And sometimes competition, they help improve. Mm-hmm. But comparing your worth, your value, mm-hmm. your importance to another person is, is dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. And your ability to 
like cook. Couples get into it about cooking because the baby girl wants her, I don't know, banana pudding over the other one. Yeah. Oh, well, you just go ahead and have his then. I will never make yours again. What? I've heard that stuff what? before. Now what? Okay. Mm-hmm. The banana pudding. Now. Okay. Well, whose banana pudding do you like the best? I'm going to ask oh, you. Oh, okay. you a banana pudding fan. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So let's say your mom made banana pudding. Yes. And then you like Sister Sam. Uh-huh. And so she's feeling some and kind so of way. And so my mom's feeling some kind of because way. Because you are choosing. Because I'm favoring yes. Sam's mm-hmm. over hers. That's right. Interesting. And I would just say, well, let her make it. Save me some time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, hey, if it's good, it's good. Give me some. Mm. Because my identity is not in banana and, pudding. In the banana pudding. But a lot of times <laughs> what we do and how people respond and what they think about us, we give a lot of credit. Yes. Our identity is wrapped up into how people feel. Think, believe about us. About us. Mm-hmm. We got to be secure in that. We do. Because if not, it's easy to compete. It, it's so easy to compete. I, I remember sitting in class, <clears throat> wanted to go on vacation. Because I would watch Robin Leach, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. <laughs> and I would dream about vacations. But while I was watching these rich folk on vacations, I wasn't envious. Yeah. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. comparing myself. I want to know what they did. Yep. To get wealthy. Yep. So I can do it. Yeah. And go on vacation. Yeah. I can ask questions. See, when you compete, you don't ask questions. Mm-mm. You don't do anything to improve it Mm-mm. because they're an enemy. Mm-mm. Exactly. That's what they eventually become. Mm-hmm. Your enemy or you become their enemy. The people who you're supposed to be loving. The yes. Most. Yes. Like siblings. He think he's better than me. Mm-hmm. So you start to compare and you start to compete and you compromise your values and you begin to sabotage things they do, undermine it, uh, don't want to go to their games, um, say they did something and didn't do it. Mm. When they want to talk, you don't want to talk. You don't want to be bothered. They get a call. Remember back in the day, the, the phone was just in one spot. We didn't have cell mm-hmm. phones and somebody called and you hang up. <laughs> Or they say, hey, um, could you tell them that I call? Okay, I tell you them. You don't deliver the message. You don't deliver the message. <laughs> really? That's horrible. It is horrible, right? And because it, it, I mean, that starts to erode like these important relationships. That's right. These relationships that are so important or should be important. They should be. But oftentimes we don't see the value because we're so... Busy Wrapped being a up. victim. Exactly. Yeah, like we're trying to one-up the next person. Well, I'll tell you, that has to take a lot of energy. It takes a lot of energy and it's wasted. And why not put that energy in becoming the best version of you that you can? That's right. Because when you take that, your focus off that the next person and focus on you, then then that's a, that's a healthy way healthier way to live right like seriously well the reality is this the only responsibility that you have is your own personal growth and development Mm -hmm. and when you improve it's easy to help other people improve. yes it is but if you improve you want to improve in your character Mm -hmm. your integrity you have to get along with people improve your skills the goal is to produce i have this thing it's called the four pillars of intentional progression well, it's a lot of words in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's Four you. pillars. I don't, That's even, you. I don't even know what. Did you think so? That's a lot of words. <laughs> you know what? Somebody else told me that. Hey, here you go. 
<laughs> Somebody called me the um, what did they say I was? A monk? <laughs> really? Yeah, they said, Oh, the monk, here he goes. It, it was like the monk or the, the shaman. And I didn't realize I spoke that way. Interesting. But I tend to speak how right. Okay. And I try to tone that back. Okay. And I remember starting social media. My buddy's like, man, you're gonna have to loosen up, dude, <laughs> yeah. and have a little fun. And you just just script it. And mm-hmm. and I think like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the kind of way I process it, mm-hmm. you know? But I, I guess I do talk like that. <laughs> Four pillars of intentional progression. Okay. You know, I don't know what's... Is it the pillars? Or is it progression? Progression. <laughs> but you know what a pillar is, don't yes. you? What is a pillar? Something that... Supports? Supports, Holds yes, it up? Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. What's intentional? Yeah, exactly. What's intentional? What What is intentional? Intentional, uh-huh. What is intentional? Yeah, like what does when that mean? You, when, when you're perfect. Like when you are doing something on purpose. Purposeful. Yeah. And what's progression? Moving forward, moving ahead. So the foundation <laughs> by which yeah. you allow you <laughs> to be purposeful, right? And yes. get ahead. And get ahead. Well, that's yeah. still a lot, lot of words. Mm-hmm. But think about this, the definition of life. I'm going to tell you the definition of life is. Hold on one moment. I'm going to read these questions from my workbook. Okay. All right. And it's about the four pillars of intentional progression. And it's about shifting your mindset. Okay. So true or false, life is described as organic matter that can grow, reproduce, engage in purposeful activity, and undergo continuous change until death. That is true. That is true. And look at the words what describes what life is. Mm -hmm. Organic matter. Are you organic? Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you're alive, you will grow. And what do we want to grow? We want to grow in our character. This is this will help us to be uh, grounded when it comes to relationships. We want to um, reproduce. What are we reproducing? Our skills. Okay. To develop. Okay. Then when you reproduce something, you're developing, you're Mm -hmm. evolving. So you have a gift. You have a gift specifically for you. And it can be a a lot of different things. Exactly. We don't have to be just, uh, uh, you know, I I don't have to just cut hair. Mm -hmm. I can do other things. Mm But they're they're intrinsic gifts within me. And then we have to engage in purposeful activity. So what are you doing with your gift? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are you putting it to use? Are you putting it to use? Mm -hmm. And then this last one is undergo continuous change until death. So the four defining characteristics of life are growth, development, productivity and adaptability. Mm -hmm. Isn't that amazing? Mm hmm. And if we're going to be alive and thriving, those four pillars, they will help us to be consistently growing, yeah. developing, becoming more, producing more. And we don't have time to be comparing when we're doing that. We don't. And that's the thing is that when we're comparing and competing with other people, we are wasting our time. You're not we're, being we're, you. We're, exactly. And we're wasting time on us thriving and working on thriving yes. and growing, mm-hmm. right? Like we are literally wasting time that we need to be in which that time can be used to work on us. That's right. Right? Like seriously. That's right. You know, I remember um, um, Willie George. Uh, Willie George is a famous pastor who started the the biggest children's uh, movement ever as far as in churches and everything. Well, he had produced a TV show and he wanted this TV show to be like, Joel Osteen's father. 
Mm-hmm. This was years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was really well done. So he produced the show and they aired it. So he went back to, to his people and was like, hey, how many people did we have? You know, he said two. He said, oh, OK, 200 views and stuff like he said, no, two. He said, two. He said, yeah, only two people chimed in and watched or responded. Yeah. So he kept spinning his wheels like, why did this not work? And he prayed about it. And he said he realized that he was doing something that someone else was doing that was successful, that he liked. But it was never his mission. Ah, yeah. So he felt like he was being led to start a youth ministry. And he built ended up building like a 90,000 square foot building, blah, blah, blah. But he changed the lives of teens all over the world once he did what he was supposed to do. But he was in someone else's lane. Mm-hmm. So the grace wasn't there. Mm-hmm. The momentum wasn't mm-hmm. there. The energy. Mm-hmm. But when he did the other thing, he started this thing called 180. And it went global, Mm -hmm. like boom. And I remember for years comparing myself to other people because I didn't have a college degree. Still didn't go to school. I didn't read my first book till I was 26. But while I'm sitting there comparing, I'm not being me. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And I don't know if if you like Slim Shady. You know, I know he had his issues, but man, he got this part in the song. He says this. He said, the best part about being me is that I'm not you. Yes. I'm me. Yeah. Yep. And it took me years to get to a point where I was okay being Tyson D. Thompson. Mm-mm-mm. Five, four, three quarters, a.k.a. five, five. Mm-mm-mm. You know, when I put my shoes on. Just always doubting. Where regardless of all the accomplishments that you had made in your life, right? Like, you still didn't think that it was enough, right? Because I was comparing. Because you were comparing. Yeah. And when you compare, you're competing. Hmm. You're fighting with something. You're you're going against something. Mm-hmm. It's it's there's there's pushback. Mm-hmm. And then you compromise. You start compromising your values mm-hmm. and who you are and what you're supposed to do. And life demands that we grow, develop, produce and that we become adaptable. Mm-hmm. And that's our responsibility. Mm-hmm. Nobody can do that for you. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's like with social media. I think that is oh, like man. one of the major downfalls. It sure is. Of social media. It sure is. Is how people, you know, get on there and it's instantly comparing. You instantly. know, like, my goodness. Like, talk about the internal damage that we're doing to ourselves. That's right. It, it's horrible. When we are looking... At the way someone else is living their life (laughs) and comparing our lives to theirs. That's right. And, you know, there's this one study that said that 93 percent of respondents said that they were likely to compare themselves to others on social media platforms. Did you say 93 percent? 93 percent. Wow. 93 percent. That is a staggering number. Yep. 41 percent said when they go to Instagram, they do. And 34% said on TikTok. Wow. And people do all the time. And, you know, and that's dangerous, especially in a romantic relationship, because especially men, we're very visual. Mm-hmm. And you're comparing the way your wife look to another person. Mm. And what happens is over time, you begin to fantasize and think about this mm. other person that when you do see your wife, it does nothing for you. Wow. And that's the same thing with like vacations and trips. If you look at exotic islands and the beauty of them, and then what's crazy is that on these phones and devices, they're magnified. Mm-hmm. The colors are brighter. Mm-hmm. The bluers are bluer. When you finally go to the destination, 
it does nothing for you mm. because you've imagined it. Yeah. You've already seen it. You yeah, feel your mind doesn't know truth from reality. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't know when it sees it, like your eyes and your eye gates. When you visualize it, your mind sees it and you can have some sense of satisfaction mm-hmm. or experience mm-hmm. when you see it. And over time, it, it really seems kind of surreal. Mm. That's dangerous to compare. Yeah. Because what you have at home is not good enough. Mm. And that's why, you know, this is another topic and not quite where we want to go with it, but it's a good example. But pornography is the same. Mm-hmm. It causes like impotency. It causes a uh, depression, isolation, because it's this, this thing that people hold to in psychologically. It separates them from what's real. Our minds are really powerful Mm -hmm. and the ability to imagine and to think and to believe something that ain't even true. That's not even. Yeah. Comparison, man, it causes all kind of problems. And and you can't. I mean, uh, you know, I wanted to play football when I was little. (laughs) I was going to build this big house and I was going to build a second one. My mom was going to live in the back Mm -hmm. and to get to my house. She was going to cross over this bridge that was over like a, a flowing creek. Oh, it was nice. I even drew it. Yeah, but I was five, four and three quarters. (laughs) And the problem with it, 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 I could I could do it at that that height, but I'm out slow as molasses coming out of a tree on a cold day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking a cold day. <laughs> One time I scored a touchdown in the eighth grade, and my brother said, "Man, why why did you dive? There was nobody around you." I said, "Man, I thought they was gonna catch me. <laughs> I was scared." I was scared. That's why I never got in trouble with the law. Because if I try to run, they're going to get me. I'll be that one left in the back. So you took a dive into the end zone. I dove. They're going to catch me. <laughs> and, you know, I, I was slow, but I, was, I had some other skills. But to compare myself to somebody that's 6'3", 240, yeah. run a 4'3", well, I could probably practice and get to the point where I run a 4'3 or something. I don't know. But that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get hurt. Mm-hmm. That stuff hurt. <laughs> that stuff hurt. <laughs> so my sophomore year, I decided. <laughs> to put the helmet up. Yeah, I said, I'm going to take what's in my hands. Uh, yeah, and I took my clippers and I made a masterpiece. Yes. And people thought that that was horrible, cutting hair. But man, it was my thing. That's right. And you know, I was talking to some people today. And, and matter of fact, my therapist buddy, Mike Johnson, Mike G. Johnson, he we're going to have him on the show. This guy is phenomenal. But we were talking about how today before lunch, I served 18 people. Oh, wow. I had 18 conversations with 18 different people on, a, on an intimate level. Man, within four hours. I mean, it's a whole I started at eight, eight, nine, <laughs> 10, 11, 12. One, so I left about a little bit before two, okay. so maybe six. Okay, maybe six hours. People. A little less. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna ask you today: How many people did you have an intimate conversation with today? Mm. Not including us right now. Yeah, about seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about seven or eight people. Yeah, and that's probably because it's your birthday. Because <laughs> on a regular day. Outside of our coworkers, our family member, how many people do we get to reach? Mm-hmm. And we begin to talk about how precious this trade is because that was before lunch. And that's not including their families that came with them. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not including Chris's clients, mm-hmm. Jonathan's clients, mm-hmm. 
Mark's clients or anyone else's. But I had 18 conversations and I had multiple interactions with different people, giving hugs. One of Chris's clients, he's our client because we were together, but he he lost a loved one. So we just embraced Mm -hmm. for a minute, you know, on a deeper level. And it's Mm -hmm. like, man, you okay? He said, no, I'm not. Mm. I said, I know, man, it's going to take time. I said, I'll be in touch. You know, see, that was him sharing how he really felt. Yeah. He felt safe sharing how he really felt. And in the barbershop, in front of everybody, I love you. So I love you too, man. Mm. Talk to you soon. Man. People say they love y'all. They'll be walking out. Love y'all. Love, yes. Hey, see you. Yes. See you. Hey, man. I love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Yeah. Because it's safe here. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I had something that most people will never, ever get to do. And that's touch a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Thousands of people. And it's amazing to be in this space now and not compare. Yeah. People will come up and get a new car. They'll pull up and talk about all these things they've done, where they've gone. And I'm happy for them. Mm -hmm. And I can celebrate and it improves my connections. Mm -hmm. It does. Like, it really does. I mean, I think that. Like, I, I hate that sometimes. Sometimes I hate how long it takes us to get over certain hurdles. Yeah. But once we're over them, we're good, mm-hmm, right? Like good. we're really good. So for you to be in a place of not comparing yourself and to value who you are, your gifts and what you have to offer, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Like it is. And well, guess what <laughs> happened when I when I was just, just start being little old me? My business grew. It grew. Isn't that something? And people began to see me different. Huh. Yeah. And I'm comparing myself. I'm pushing people away. I'm giving off this energy mm-hmm. because when you compete, mm-hmm. remember, you can't be on the same team mm-hmm. like that, you know, and I'm, I'm and I'm devaluing myself. Exactly. And when you devalue yourself, people, they catch on to that. Yep. They don't like it. Yep. It's, it's uncomfortable. Yep. You're needy. Yep. I was needy. That man was horrible. <laughs> but now it's nice. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. I got a buddy. He's taking his his family on a cruise. Icon of the sea. I want to take my family right? on a cruise, but it ain't time. Yeah. But he's going. Mm-hmm. So, hey, man, excited. hey, make you see you send me some pictures. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hey, the one of them kids act up. Don't throw one overboard. Just <laughs> right? chill. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, have fun. And he, yes. he said he gets the, the balcony. He said, oh, man, you got to get that balcony. You sit out there. And just why he submitted something nice. Uh-huh. I said, man, I'm so happy for y'all. Yeah. You know, um, when you got your car, I was happy. Yeah, you were. That's a bomb car. You are happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excited. that was nice. My buddy built a pool. Yes. Man, I'd love to have a pool. But I don't have one right now, but he does. But he does. So I went over there and swam in mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and I brags about it. You know, not brag, but I brag. Brags. I brags <laughs> about my buddy's pool because I know what he went through. Yes. I know where he started. Yes. You know what I mean? When he first started working with me, he had some imbalance. <laughs> I think the T was missing off the Timbaland shoe. I don't know if Chris know that you've been talking about his <laughs> Oh, shoes. my good. But I, 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 I always mess with him about it. But but he didn't have much. He came with nothing. Like straight from Chicago here. Straight. With, with nothing. He had nothing. And he learned how to develop himself. How did you meet him? Oh, check this out. I mean, I'm telling you, community is so powerful. He came in with some weird looking dude, some Bernie Mac looking dude. You know, had bad energy. And, 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 and he, Chris comes in smiling, big glasses, you know, just cheesy like he do, right? And I said, oh, you seem like a cool dude. But remember back then, emotionally, I was a wreck. 
Okay. I, 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 like I was a, a pleaser. I was empathic. I could feel things mm-hmm. and I didn't know where to put the energy. Mm-hmm. And because I couldn't separate Chris from the guy, I was like, they're all bad. Mm-hmm. And something's off with this guy. Mm-hmm. I don't trust him. Chris wanted to be an apprentice. Okay. He said he was led to come here. He was praying. He's like, man, I want to go learn more. So he came here to go to Rama, and he um wanted to be a barber because he was cutting hair back home. But he said he felt just to go and it'd be all right. Well, he came in school working at this 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 uh, nonprofit and he found out about an apprenticeship program. And he came to me and said, hey, I want to be an apprentice with this weird dude with him because the dude was weird. I said, OK, well, I'll let you know. But I never called him back mm-hmm. because the weird dude mm-hmm. something's off with that dude. Well, my buddy comes in. His name is Rodney. He says, man, um, I heard Chris was coming through here. He said, man, he's a real good guy. You ought to consider him. He's mm-hmm. a really good guy. So the next time Chris come back, we make the deal. But I was right about the guy. Oh, he really? Some, yeah, he had did some shady stuff and go to jail and everything. But, you know, you, you know birds of feather flock together. Yeah, you know what I mean? So he was hanging with, but that was on his only ride because mm-hmm. he didn't have much. You know, mm-hmm. so he was just, you know, riding. And, you know, and, you know he's cool with him. It ain't yeah. like he was doing a ride just doing a lot of dirt, but that was his only ride. Mm-hmm. And he became my apprentice. Interesting. And over time, you know, after 14 years, he said, man, you want to work together and partner? And I was about to close it. I was tired. He said, we're better together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And I went on an emotional sabbatical because I had a partner. And he was frustrated with me for like six years, pissed, because, man, you don't want to do business. But he stayed the test of time. Yeah. He stayed with me because he said, I see your heart. But, man, you got to get this stuff together. Yeah. That was all over the place. Mm-hmm. So point the point is this. I can celebrate his victories. Mm-hmm. And when you can be just as happy for people's victories and accomplishments, it keeps you in the space where you're you're caring yeah you're loving it's not about you well he has some some things that he's done that i'm excited for Mm -hmm. just like my children just like my mom my mom can bake and don't hate i got some cookies at home oh yeah and it's going down yeah you can't have (laughs) you was a little salty when she came last time yeah she didn't bring enough cookies yeah you didn't get Mm -hmm. any of those cookies yeah man mama's good but when we compare though it's a dangerous place and it and it keeps us from being healthy and comparing is not healthy. You know, appearances are important, right? People, they they um, see who you are before they even know mm-hmm. who you are. How you walk, how you act, how you express yourself. They say it takes about seven seconds or so for people to peg you. Mm-hmm. Some people say one. <laughs> Seriously, they say one. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like you having a bad day, you in a grocery store yeah. and you got on your slippers. And your, your pajamas, mm-hmm. and we're in Oklahoma, you know, people wear their pajamas in the grocery store with and a, a bag on their head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That ain't that ain't too hot. And tr- tr- want a man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or a dude, he want a lady, but his shoes is dusty. You know, that's one of the first things that people look at is your shoes. Are your shoes. Yeah, if your shoes are clean and neat. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously. Or you ever shake a man's hand and it's limp? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, it, it, it just don't feel right. <laughs> You know, you don't want nobody to try to break your hand because that's a turn off, too. Are you intimidated? Are you trying to say something? Because it, some people are in, uh, they're insecure. 
So they try to over compensate, compensate with, mm-hmm. with this false confidence. Mm-hmm. So that can be, but a limp handshake <laughs> from a guy, it feels nasty. <laughs> <laughs> what does it signify to you? Weakness? I, mean, I don't know. It just don't it, feel right. Um, maybe confidence, clear purpose, like lack, lack of, of, okay, lack of. Okay. I, I don't, I don't know, but it just don't feel right. Okay. Oh, oh, a woman who um is often revealing her body, yeah, in clothes. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to get? What are you trying to capture? Mm-hmm. You know, like these selfies. <laughs> I, I don't get it. I, I mean, you looking at the camera? It don't look like you ain't even looking at it. You're like gazed off somewhere. <laughs> You know, somebody had posted something and he said, um, I just want to see women out here taking normal pictures without duck lips. That's why, right. Why y'all, <laughs> but some people like that. The duck lips. You know, you'd be surprised what people like. Now, hey, you're right. You know what I mean? You should be surprised. You're right. yeah, you never know. There's but somebody I was so everybody. glad that he said it because I've been thinking the same thing mm-hmm. you know yeah. and all these filters that they be doing yeah, yeah it's always filtered that ain't even you <laughs> yeah. like your face look like a cartoon character and your neck is blotched and, and ain't nothing wrong with a blotched neck but let your face and neck match <laughs> at least <laughs> what you mean blotched well you can see the 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 the, the liver spots or <laughs> the, the discoloration of the skin because you know we're not like perfect blend yeah. but, but when you got the cartoon face and it's smooth, mm-hmm. and you got all the whatever the tech make it look like you, you know, big old eyes. Your eyes ain't that big. I just saw you yesterday, and your hair don't look that good. You know what I mean? Yes. It's just fake. Yes. And then yes. You, when you see people in person, they don't look like that. Yep. That's not good. So did you take your duck look pictures now? Oh heavens! Like I, I do not take duck. Oh, oh, you didn't. I thought you took <laughs> the, yours down. The pictures, but this, but the killer thing to me about that is. All of the, those filters and what people do to their original pictures to enhance themselves. It's, it, it goes back to um, competing with others. It is. On social media. Yeah, it is. Man. Yeah. Our identity is important. And I'm telling you, if we run after other people's worth, their mm-hmm. skill, their identity, what they do, how they do it, it keeps you frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this uh, this um, uh, um, behavior psychologist. She has this book called... Uh, Mindset. mindset. Yes, good. Carol Dweck, mm-hmm. I believe. A fixed mindset doesn't believe that they can change it. Mm-hmm. It's fixed. Mm-hmm. But a growth mindset is optimistic. Yep. And they will do something about it. Yep. And I remember saying I was sick of being broke. I didn't want to be broke no more. And I was sick of people bullying me. Because mm-hmm. we would go to school and people would jump you. And I just, you know what I mean? It'd be three, four dudes. So my eighth grade year, I made a decision. I'm I'm on. God going to be my best friend and I'm going to have a good year. Mm-hmm. And it changed. Mm-hmm. Not just with that one decision. Yeah. Ready to fight. <laughs> you, I was ready to you, I was ready to get everybody that used to do that stuff. I was going to get in them that year. And uh, I remember we was playing basketball at school and I was just 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 ready. I was like, oh, Lord, let somebody hit me today. <laughs> you was just I'm ready to throw them things today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. So we playing ball. One of them talked to noise, and I wasn't a cusser. So I talk about they mama, they daddy, they grandma on them, they shoes, even though they were better than mine. <laughs> I just got in their face, and I went up, and I, you know, you you get up in their face, and you kind of push their head with your head. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't do that because you're short, <laughs> so you probably push their chest yeah. with your head. <laughs> 
shit was little. But anyway, I pushed my head and I turned my back. And I said, hit me. I said, please hit me. Wow. Please hit me. And everybody just took a step back and it's like, oh, he's different. That- I just, it was a mindset shift. And I believed that I could change my life. I was sick of being lose- a loser. And I felt like whenever, because we moved a lot, mm-hmm. I um we I went to six different elementary schools. Okay, yeah, that's a lot of elementary yeah. schools. When you think there's only five grades, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. six different elementary schools, one middle school, two high schools, but we moved a lot. There was a season where we was kind of moving, and it seemed like whenever I would come on a new team or a new team to me, we would have a losing season. But the year before, they won. They- and I, I kind of associated myself yeah. with that. Man, uh, I'm just, man I'm, I come on the team, we lose. Wow. And I just was sick of losing. I made a decision that I wasn't going to care what people thought about mm-hmm. me. And I just started living my life. Mm-hmm. And it really shifted that year. I was the captain of my football team. Mm-hmm. I was bond too. I was chopping people up. I took a guy out on purpose <laughs> for a number five at McDonald's. <laughs> you don't believe me, do you? No. And that's when a Big Mac was a Big Mac. It was a Big Mac. That's right. And the large fry was a large fry. <laughs> yeah, coaches was running up down the sideline. And, man, and we, we end up losing the game still. And, and I end up being friends with this guy, too. We went to high school together. Yeah, and I hit his leg and busted him. He was good, too. He had big feet like Bozo. Oh, wow. And he could jump like five yards out into the end zone. Oh, he was good, but he wasn't that good after that. But anyway, I, I mean, I was a kid, but he, he wasn't that good after that. So, what did you? Were these permanent injuries that you caused? Yeah, you had to have surgery. Oh, what? <laughs> you? Oh, <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. She comparing my height to some like little old you. I heard it in your voice. I heard it in your voice. Oh wow! And this was on a tackle. Yeah, this was a tackle. This was a tackle. Uh-huh. Interesting. They called me a leg cutter. This <laughs> <laughs> called me a leg cutter. That's right. So this was halftime. He said, Tyson, my coach said, listen, son, you got to wrap up. Wrap R- him up. Uh-huh. Wrap him up. <laughs> and boy, when I hit that leg, boom, I felt it too. Oh. And he was jumping up down the sideline. He said, he's out because we needed him out to win. Uh-huh. And that wasn't, I, wasn't, I didn't think I was going to ever hurt him. Yeah. I was just playing the way I played, but. Because I did, I got the number five. Interesting. Yeah, it was a Big Mac. Wow. Special sauce, wow. lettuce, cheese. So on there a, was some reward on for... a sesame seed. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, but I I, I I was good that year. I was a president of the student council, Red Cross. I got to do everything. Which kind of goes to show you that when there is a switch in our mindset Mm -hmm. in the right direction, Mm -hmm. right? And we're focusing on us, caring less about what other people think. Mm -hmm. We're not competing with others at that point, right? Right. That's when things begin to move in an upward direction. Upward direction. Right? Like, seriously. Well, you gain autonomy over yourself. Yes. Over yours. Yes. Yes. And I spent years filtering through other people's emotions mm-hmm. and feelings about me, about situations, about circumstance, about business. I'm finally comfortable just making a business decision without worrying about what everybody's going to think. Mm-hmm. You know, heck, it's my money. Right. If I lose it, it don't affect them. Mm-hmm. 
you know, made my wife be pissed. Mm -hmm. She asked me the other day, you sure this is a good move? (laughs) How do you know? Have you done your research? You know what I mean? Yeah. How you going to know? So it it does affect, you know, certain people, but it will be people that had no bearing on the outcome. Exactly. And I'm trying to get approval from people. And while I'm waiting on people, guess what happened? Years go by. That's what I was going to say. Wasting time. Years go by. And you're not progressing. Not progressing. Remember those four pillars? Four pillars. Of what? Intentional. And that stuff works too. Because every day you work up, wake up, you have to have a plan. How am I going to grow as an individual? Mm -hmm. My intrapersonal skills. How am I developing my character today? What standards do I have? This helps you to be more proactive and not reactive. And there's a big difference. Mm-hmm. And when you're like that, it's hard to com- compare. It's hard to compete with other people. And it reduces your, your chances of compromising mm-hmm. because you're so busy celebrating people that you, you can't compare. Yeah. Like I'm happy for people. Yeah. And I believe that the day you love people unconditionally and you celebrate them, you start really living. Mm-hmm. Because there's more fun, you know, um, scripturally, the, the, the um, laughter is like medicine. Yes. And scientists have started to prove that when you laugh, when you have fun, it heals. It does. It repairs the body. Yep. People who are more optimistic heal better. Yep. And we just read the other day about Caroline Lee, people who are going through a tough time, who serve people. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 60 plus percent. Yeah. Have better outcomes. Than those who just sit and wallow, mm-hmm. probably comparing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. When we're wallowing, I think that that's all we're doing. That's right. Right. See, wish wish I woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah. It's not really good. No, not at all. You should be focused on what you're doing, what to do next, and how to improve what mm-hmm. you do. That's it. So it's about do, doing. Do doing, not did, didn't, yeah, no, don't, but do doing, and it makes a difference. You don't have time to compare. You know, I love my trade as a barber. It's bomb. You should, and I I didn't like it at first because I was comparing. I was comparing so much. Initially, you liked it. Yeah, yes, I liked it. But when you when When they started the chatter started. Yes, when the chatter started and you accepted the chatter. Yes, that's when it changed. Because at fifteen, it was bomb. It was bomb. I was flossing. You knew what you were going to do. I remember the first time I made sixty dollars in one day. Mm -hmm. Man, I ate like a king. I I threw down. I think I gained eight pounds that day. (laughs) I went to Pete's Famous Barbecue, and I bought barbecue for my whole family. I went to Brahms, two dips of cookies and cream in a cup with a a 32-ounce glass of Viva Milk, 2%. And I sat and ate them with a package of Oreos. This was after my ribs. And we celebrated, boy. And then I started earning more money, more money. Yep. So as a child, it was good. Like my senior year, I made 30 grand working part-time. That is crazy. Yeah, that's a lot of money then. Yeah. Didn't have no money at the end of the year. <laughs> Ate it all. <laughs> hey, for lunch, we did, did you buy you a car? Yeah, did I bought you... a car. I would give my mama money. Uh-huh. Did you buy clothes? Did you, I, I, did you do I, things I, for your brothers? Uh, not too, too much. Oh. 
Let me find not out. Too, too Are much. you serious? Yeah, not too too much. I was rolling. You know, because Christmas you I would change their lifestyle as well. Well, but right? I didn't know how. I was just cutting hair, but I didn't know how to lead in that. Okay. And see, and that's the thing. Like when when you see like superstar athletes, they're millionaires mm-hmm. now, and you wonder how did they lose it? Where well, they're an athlete, they're not accountants. They're, yeah. They're not business yeah. savvy. They're not necessarily. Um, intentionally being a role a, model, a they lot would of just them come from poverty. They come from poverty. Mm-hmm. And it's a mentality. Yes, and so they they are just living their lives as a basketball player. Mm-hmm. They have a skill, mm-hmm. and they happen to make a lot of money, mm-hmm. and they lose it. Mm-hmm. And you know what gets me is people will dog these dudes out, and they make fifty a year and broke. Yeah, it's e- still relative. Exactly, exactly. It's real. One year I made fifty two thousand three hundred and. Two dollars, and my rent would be late. (laughs) My rent was two hundred and thirty-five dollars. I I stayed at Place One Apartments. So you were literally eating up your earnings. I was eating it up. (laughs) And so you got an athlete. Maybe he's smoking it up. Maybe he. Maybe he going to the club, making it rain. Whatever his addiction is. Or whatever's happening is that don't make him a smart person in that area. Yeah, and and a lot of them do go out and spend money on their family, like buy their mother a home. Yes, you know, and, trying and, and to and take care of their whole family. The whole family. You know, see, people start becoming leeches. People start showing that's up. That's right. See, that's a part of that cycle when athletes and famous people they're balling, doing well. The poverty mentality. What I've learned in my research, right, working with Dr. Ruby Payne, that people in poverty, they, their asset, greatest asset is a person. Mm. Middle class is stuff. They want stuff, most stuff. Wealthy people, like really wealthy people, don't want stuff. They got a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. They need relationships. Mm-hmm. How to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. When Oprah got super rich, she couldn't live around the corner down the street mm-hmm. from you no more, Tasha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what I mean? What's she going to do around the corner down the street from you oh, and me exactly. where everybody can reach her? Everybody yes. trying to get at her. Yeah. So she goes and live where she can't be reached, which is a big estate, mm-hmm. a, a gated community. Well, she, and then she got to invest her money. She got to put it somewhere, right? Gain some equity, whatever. And then she needs somebody to clean it because she's not cleaning mm-hmm. it. So do you know any maids that she can call to clean? It's just certainly like your cousin Trish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not my Uncle Junebug. She needs somebody that she can trust. Where does she wow. go to find people she can trust? That's interesting. Another wealthy family mm. who's been hiring a family for the last 20 years and had good success. See, so they need connections. That's a little bothersome to me because then we're not helping to bring other people up. No, no, no. no. The point is this. I ain't going to trust you with my money if I don't know you. And I need to know somebody that know you first when I'm that wealthy. Because you got to put yourself in a situation to protect your asset. Now, Oprah said this. It was easier to earn than it was to keep. True. Because it's different. Oh, yeah. So remember, she's a she's a highly sought after person. People lie. They'll say they fell in your house and try to sue you. Um, You got confidentiality agreements and stuff like that. So you need to know what family or group or organization that you can trust to be in your house. Who are you going to ask? You're not going to ask me because I don't have servants and people that clean. I don't have lawyers on that level. I'm going to go to somebody who lives like that now. So I need the connections. I need to know who I can trust with people who have been trusting people for years. 
So if I don't know anybody, I'm, I'm at, a, at a standstill. But back to that poverty thing, the poverty thing is a mentality. They're rich now financially, but mentally they still have a poverty mentality and it holds them in this space where they owe everybody mm -hmm. and they give everything away. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when I started to live a certain way, I, I didn't know how to go back, help my brother, sister or, or, or my family. I didn't know how I was just living the way I was living. I didn't know I was supposed to okay, I'm gonna bring my brother up in this. I didn't know about business. All I was doing was having fun. And, and, and you know what? I was still 30 years old, feeling like a 16 year old boy yeah. with my clippers in my bag, mm -hmm. cutting hair, having fun. Mm -hmm. I can see that. I still was just just having fun yeah. and I was still earning more and more money. Yep. You know, my income was going up like 20, 25 percent a year mm -hmm. for like seven, eight years. Mm -hmm. It just kept going up and up and up. And then I hit a wall. And then I began to compare because I'm not doing more anymore. I'm, I'm maxed out. What do I do next? I didn't know what to do next because I took everything I had in my hands and I maxed it out. Mm -hmm. What do I do next? That's when I become began to compare because I started to lose my sense of identity. Mm. Didn't know quite who I was. But what if I couldn't cut hair anymore? And that's when I started to get nervous mm -hmm. because my feet was hurting. Mm -hmm. Felt like I was walking on nails. I got nervous, didn't know what to do. Oh, my God. If I can't cut hair, what am yeah, I going to do? Yeah, yeah. And I began to trust in just that instead of my cognitive ability to be creative yeah. and to think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't just subject to just cutting hair. Mm -hmm. But my identity shifted when I began to know that my worth is outside of just this trade. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we lose, our, we lose our identity in what we do. Oh, yeah. Yes. And that's dangerous. It is dangerous. Because doing something can always be compared. Mm -hmm. You know, you can always compare. Um like pickleball. We played pickleball before. Yeah. And I smashed it up. Now we ain't yeah. ever really played no, against each other. Yes. He He's always, you know, hitting the ball in a way that I cannot return it. Well, it ain't that bad. I'm not that good. You are pretty good. No, I'm 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 average or low. He's good because he he wants he wants it. He wants to win. Yeah, I want to win. He's very competitive yeah, yeah. on that court. Mm -hmm. I want to win. And gets upset when he doesn't. He's a sore loser too. I know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> well, you know, I just feel like I can do better. I'm happy that you won, but I just like, dang, I messed up. I don't like them unforced errors. <laughs> I don't like them. He was in a competition over the summer. Yeah, I was trying to get better, but there are people that's better than me. Yeah, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. They're better than me at playing the sport, but they're not better at being me. Mm, that's right. And we yeah. have to define that we have to be very descriptive is what we're talking about being better because you can improve. Like what's some areas that you can improve in that other people are much better at? Oh, goodness. Huh. Probably. Being diligent about going to the gym. Oh, that's mine. too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I, And I used to be so good in that area. Mm -hmm. um, but, I, you know, when, once you fall off. With exercise or your diet or both, um, it's it's hard. Yeah. To 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 get back in the routine. It is hard. But when I go to the gym now, you know, I see people and you could tell that they want it. Yes. Like I'm, I don't look at the the. So this is a good example. You know, like I'll go to the gym, look at the ladies, right? And you could tell the ones that are dedicated mm -hmm. to their physical health. Mm -hmm. you, you just can. 
Um, Because they have, you know, nice shapes. They're in shape. Women, I think, too, really compare ourselves to Mm -hmm. other women. Um, But but that can even be done in a healthy way, right? Because if you want to become physically fit, you know, let the people that you, the women that you see in the gym on a regular basis, let that be your encouragement, Mm -hmm. right? You know, let that be your encouragement. And then you'll start to see changes in your own body, right? Mm -hmm. And which will become more and more encouraging to you. So long story short, that's one of the areas in which I can. Yeah, I can get to gym. I didn't get thick. (laughs) And and you know, y'all do compete with each other. Women do. Because them eyelashes, they not for us. Men don't like them eyelashes like that. And you know, I don't like them either. Mm -mm. Like I, uh, because you can tell that they're fake for they're one, huge. and they're they don't enhance a woman's beauty to me. Well, that's that's relative. But I saw some; they were so long. I didn't know she was trying to give me five <laughs> wave. <laughs> it was so big. I don't know. And one of them was kind of offset. I don't know if she was <laughs> flipping me off. I I don't know what it was, but they like them. And half that stuff y'all do is for each other. Me and Tina, like, I tell my wife, like, you pretty when you wake up. Uh-huh. When you sleeping and you resting. See, y'all pretty when y'all peaceful. Yeah. yeah. We don't need all that extra. Yeah. So I think y'all do probably maybe compete a little bit with each other. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. My wife says she'll ask people, like, you know, where they get some shoes from. Oh, I like those shoes. Mm-hmm. And some people want to act like, oh, I don't You know what? I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, wow. Yeah, don't want to give up the goods. Wow. And she'll tell them, oh, yeah, I got these over here. Yeah, well, you know, it's no big deal. What? Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, because if you pick? really want them, you're going to find them. You're going to find them. Matter of fact, you probably so, took a picture of them on your feet. Wow. That's but, you know, people me. compare a lot. Like, men compare a lot, too. Like, the guy's ripped and buff, you know, you might feel like, look, oh, man, I need to work out. Mm-hmm. But I can say, man, you yoked. Exactly. And I joke with the guys that come in my shop that's ripped, and they come with a little tank top. <laughs> yeah. I tell them, yo, man, it's a family shop. <laughs> you coming in, you know, bird chest. <laughs> You know what I mean? Nipples they know what out. Doing. Yeah, your nipples out. I, I, just fun. We have fun with it though. But I admire people. Yeah. When they're fit. Mm-hmm. If I see somebody with a nice car, I'm just impressed that they had the choice to mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. Like you had a choice mm-hmm. to go spend a hundred racks. Mm-hmm. One of my clients put up in the car is like a hundred and fifteen grand mm-hmm. spent. Right, mm-hmm. cash. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's nice. You you spend what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, man, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that you got a choice mm-hmm. to do that. I wasn't like, man, I sure wish I could do that. <laughs> well, I wish I could, but I wasn't even thinking about what I wish because I know I can if I make my mind that's up and right. go and do. That's right. Now, I and just. That's the key right there. That whole mindset. Now, I wish it, had, it could happen tomorrow. <laughs> but I'd be happy that yeah. he got it. Oh, man, I, I love when people get good things. When they do well, mm-hmm. y'all like it. Like, mm-hmm. I can think of a lot of people now that's doing really well, and I don't have to compete. No, you don't. And, and when I don't compete, I don't compromise my values. I can mm-hmm. celebrate people, and we can rejoice that people are doing well. But if you're not safe with who you are, understanding your worth and your value as an individual, regardless of what you have or don't have, and even regardless of what you've done and haven't done. Yeah. Because some people compare people's morality, but we don't know what's in that closet. Yeah. that You know what? That is so, mm-hmm. so true. We've been talking about these um, 
like comparing with physical and tangible things. Mm-hmm. But you're right, like morals. There's, yes. there's. <laughs> yeah, you don't know, and, and that's why. And when so when we compare ourselves to people who we think have every has everything intact, mm-hmm. right? Living life this straight line mm-hmm. on this straight line. I think when we compare ourselves in that regard, we start to hold back and we don't feel comfortable discussing our indiscretions. That's right. Well, because we go in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we can't compare. I'm not as holy or exactly. as uh, respectful as yes. you. I can't be like you. Yes. Mm-mm. You don't know what's in but, people's closet. That's right. Because I'm telling you, for years, people thought, I had the perfect marriage. Mm-hmm. When I got divorced, people would cry. Wow. When I told them, they said, your marriage was what I looked toward. Mm-hmm. I said, I want that. It was proof that men will take care of their wives. Wow. But they didn't really know what was going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. It wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. It was toxic. Yeah. I was codependent. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I ended up cheating. And it seemed like people can deal with that part. More than they can the, the codependency part. When your motive is right or your intention seems moral, people can relate to that. And they almost give you a pass for what you did. Yeah. But if it was them in those shoes, they probably wouldn't see it quite the same way. I don't know. But the reality is, is that this picture of this perfect relationship was fake. So it wasn't, every time it wasn't. you probably received a compliment mm-hmm. or someone said something positive mm-hmm. about your relationship, did you kind of cringe on the inside? No, I didn't because it wasn't until the very end that I realized that it was horrible. Oh. Because I was, remember, I was codependent. It was. It was, was normal it. to you. Yeah, I was in it to win it. And I didn't realize a lot of the stuff. Matter of fact, until I got divorced. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I know I did some things that contributed, but the way I handled the marriage and, and the person, I was kind, gentle, consistent, a high performer, but I just was trying to cope and I self-medicated with adultery. But when I went home, I was a high performer, cook, clean, grocery shop, took kids to school, prepared lunch. <laughs> Uh, breakfast would take them lunch midday. I would go to their events. Um, I was available. Mm-hmm. My performance never stopped, but I privately was going through this, 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 this um, depression because mm-hmm. I just needed to be affirmed. Mm-hmm. And I would go get my hit, and I come back, come back, and I was like, boom! Still did my 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 movie nights. Friday night was movie night. Daddy's famous hand-tossed extra buttery popcorn. And I cooked it on the stove. Old mm, school, old right? Old school, uh-huh. yeah. They love it. And you get a lot of butter. Yeah. You got to get the salted butter. Yes. The sweet cream. Goes hard. <laughs> Still was cleaning. Doing all the things that a lot of people would think, like, man, he's doing it. And people saw it. Because after the divorce, a lot of people would say, like, women in particular, I was just waiting on that to happen. Because they could see something I couldn't. They could see that you were doing more. My mentor told me I was wondering when you was going to break. Nobody can live at that pace. Mm -hmm. My brother said, man, I wanted to tell you, but you weren't listening. Yeah, you were you were all in. And when you're committed to something, you don't see it. Mm -hmm. It's just normal. Mm -hmm. But afterwards, and I begin to live. 
outside of that oppression and I began to be myself, man, it was like I could breathe. Mm-hmm. The sky was bluer. Water was sweet. <laughs> you know, like it was coming from a, like a, like a, like a, like a, a brook untouched, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, everything was good. I was happier. Um, just got to travel a little more. Things was different. But I was comparing myself a long time to what someone thought about me. Yeah. I didn't think I was good enough or I thought that I could be better. Better. I knew what I was doing was good, but it could always be better. Mm -hmm. And I found out that's the way people felt around me. Mm -hmm. I would put pressure on people. Yes. And have these unrealistic expectations. Yeah. You kind of said that. You said that. You said, I saw you. I thought you was cool, but you was kind of like in your own world. Yes. Mm Yes. And he was like, yeah, you sound like you ain't had time for no mess. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like your standards, it just seemed like your standards were just super high for yourself and for those that you cared about. Yes. And see, and that was my real contribution to the downfall of my marriage or past, you know, relationship. That was really it because that that comes out of you. You project that mm-hmm. on people mm-hmm. and people like me, but it only went so far. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, you can give the boo better. Yeah, ex- yes. You know me. Get your foot out your dookie chute yes. and let's roll. Like, okay, why are we crying? Yeah, like, really? That was they gonna do? Okay, the milk is spilled. Wipe it up before it ruins the floor. Let's go. Yes. Like, why? And even if I didn't say it, you thought it. I, yes, and and you could feel that mm-hmm. energy. Now, if I'm on stage, I can do that. I can coach. I can encourage. Yes. I can exhort. Yes. I can yes. go 100 percent yes. in. Yes. Yes. But in your home. Because people are coming to you for, for that. that. That's right. But at home, you can't mm-hmm. do that. And, you know, I apologize to my kids because they feel some kind of way like what they do will never quite be enough. Mm. I never said that. All mm-hmm. I want them to do is live free, enjoy life. But for some reason in their mind, it ain't quite good mm-hmm. enough for daddy. But yeah, it can always be better. Why? Because that's how I live. Yeah. And you can only go as far as what you believe for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I used to just be on myself. Hard. Never good enough. You can do better. better, better, better. That ain't good enough. Is it good enough? Do you think it's good enough? I don't think it's good enough. You like it? You like it? I don't like it. No. You're not everybody like I like it. Like, like. You like it. They want to say, oh, I don't know. Well, I got to change it. Change it. Ain't good enough. That was me. Over and over again, because I was constantly comparing to this, this idea that it has to be better. And the only way I know it's better is is if everybody like it. Mm. Everybody likes it. And sometimes I still don't, man, is that good enough? Are they going to like it? What I've learned to do now is to be myself and just do what I know to do. Have a people, have people in my corner that are there to help me Mm -hmm. do this job. Mm -hmm. Once we approve it, put it out. Mm -hmm. Like the book, Dream Another Dream, mm-hmm. Clifton Talbert did the forward. He told me, and I told you, and I said, this is one of the best. He said, man, it's good. I just hate I didn't write it. It's that good. And I still had to ask everybody, you think it's good see, enough? See her. You see. think it's good enough? There ain't none of them wrote a book. But this guy done wrote many books and speaks around the world. Said, that's good, dude. Put it yeah. out there. I should have been promoting it this, this holiday. See, yeah. This is good. You know, New Year's coming. Yeah. And you know what you do when the dream fails? Yeah. You dream another dream. Dream another dream. Dream another dream. Yeah. Well, Tasha, I know I can work on it getting in that gym. (laughs) 
That was not meant for you. It, 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 I, I can get in that gym. <laughs> it was meant for me. But I'm not comparing anymore. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if, if 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 I got a gut, I just got a gut. And I'm going to ride with it. And I'm going to wear it nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to wear it well. But the reason why I want to get healthy is not because I don't look as good or as fit. I just want to be fit. Yeah. And I want to live long for my children. Mm-hmm. See, those are standards we should compare to. Yes. That's the, that's what we should live up to. And I think the greatest gift uh, an older person can give to their children is to be in optimal health. Mm-hmm. See, that's a goal to reach. Why? Because it impacts how my children may live in the future. Yep. If they got to take care of me. It impacts them. Mm-hmm. Just like me being average is not good because how I live today will affect how my mom may live tomorrow yep. if I have to take care of her or mm-hmm. help her. Mm-hmm. So the more I got, the more likely she'll have the best of accommodations. Yes. And I compare it to who I love, why I love them, yes. what the purpose is. Okay, I'm, the standard is for me to do this. That's my goal. It's based on what's in my heart will determine how well I'm doing something. Like what my what is my goal? My goal, my end goal would determine what I should be doing, not what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. OK, I need this amount of money to take care of my mom, my wife, my kids and to leave money for my kids and my grandkids. What do I need to do to get that dollar? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. going to determine probably my behavior, my actions, my efforts, mm-hmm. not what you do, mm-hmm. because your goal may you just may want some some eyelash, <laughs> a new eye watch, Apple watch, <laughs> look, I watch. A new Apple Watch. You know what I mean? Some little wedges. You were about size four and a half wedges. <laughs> like little kitty shoes. You know what I mean? Like your your standard may be just, I just want a house. Look, when I was 17 years old, I told myself, when I get older, I want a 1,400 square foot house. I want two cars and $5,000 in the bank. Mm-hmm. 17. That's because everybody around me, that's how they were living. And that's about what they were making. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when I was 19, I was already making 60. <laughs> now, I wanted to do this about 45 years old. Okay. okay. My goal is when I'm 45, two cars, 1,400 square foot house, and I want to be making 47000 a year. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the forty seven came. And you have exceeded every one of those expectations yeah and the reason why you exceeded every single one of those oh yeah i killed them like All fast those goals because i was 19 when i made like 60 yeah you have a house that's probably what two or three times that size oh yeah my first home it wasn't your, as big it was 1700 your income. 1780 80 some square feet and i was 22 mm-hmm. but i wanted that at 45 years old yeah and the reason why i had that standard is because i was comparing myself to the people around around me. you because yeah. that's about what they had and how they talk yeah but when i transitioned this guy named bob harrison came and he spoke at my church and he told the story about a barber he said that he was going to the barber shop Took him two weeks to get the appointment, paying $20. And he saw a barbershop on his way to a barbershop with three chairs, one barber, $8 haircuts. He said, why didn't I go to him? I wouldn't have to wait. And I don't need a don't need an appointment. And it's $8. He said they didn't change. Change is what keeps things relevant, mm-hmm. like evolving, becoming better, improving, intentional growth, four pillars of intentional progression, grow, develop, produce, and be flexible, mm-hmm. right? Be resilient, be um, adaptable. And he said that I went to one place because it changed. You know what? In two weeks, I moved barbershops. 
I moved from one side of town to the next. I went up like 20 percent on my prices, started a membership program and went by appointments. And they told me it wouldn't work because black people don't do appointments. (laughs) But I changed and my money just start growing like Mm -hmm. crazy. I compared myself to what was around me. Mm -hmm. And when I met someone else who shared something that I didn't know, Mm -hmm. I was ignorant. Mm -hmm. But the knowledge that I obtained, I responded to. Mm -hmm. Whenever I don't compare I blow up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm serious. Because whatever you put your hands to, he will prosper. Yes. He will bless. But man, if you're comparing, you can't put your hands to it fully. Nope. You got one foot in, one foot out. Mm-hmm. You're not committed. Mm-hmm. And when I stopped comparing, I stopped competing. And when I stopped competing, I didn't compromise who I was. Yeah. And I could be all of me. And then I get I gets paid. <laughs> it blows up. And I can help my mom. I'm freer. I can do the things I've always wanted to do, be there for my family, my wife, my children. I told my pound cake uh, a couple of days ago, I said, my dream is to take everybody in my immediate family, including my mom, my brothers and sisters on a trip to wherever they want to go every year. Yeah. Now, let me explain. One of them may want to go to Hong Kong and the other one don't. Mm -hmm. So we're going to Hong Kong. Kong. The other one may want to go to Bali. Yep. So we're going to Bali. Yep. So I got, you know, I got um, four kids. Mm hmm. I got my wife. I got mama. I got two brothers. Mm-hmm. I got two sister-in-laws. Mm-hmm. So we talking 10 people. Yeah. And I got a niece. Mm-hmm. I got to throw her in there because she's good. So I got 10 trips mm-hmm. that I got to pay for. See, that determines my efforts. Yeah. My exactly. goals and what I want to exactly. do. And what's in my heart. Not what the guy next to me yep. doing. Yeah. He may just want some rims mm-hmm. for his car. <laughs> With a sound system. Which, which is okay if that's your goal. Yeah, that, that was back I mean, in the day. That's what everybody wanted. <laughs> yeah. He just made me want to buy the new J's every day. Mm-hmm. Or get the new iPhone. Mm-hmm. But man, I got a big picture. When you compare, you compete and you compromise who you are. And like the great Eminem says, the best part about me is I'm not you. I'm me. So go out there, y'all. Y'all be yourself. That's right. Don't compare. Because you you lose yeah, in the long run. You do. And and the reason why we compare is our identity. And we've never had a safe place, uh, most of us, to determine who we really are and what we are. But I would say this, that the day you were born, life chose you. That gives you a seat at the table. I believe in a creating God who chose me and loved me and made me on purpose. And if I am made on purpose, that means I have a purpose. And if I have a purpose, that means I have value. Mm-hmm. Well said. Well said. Hey, it's the truth. <laughs> Love it's that. the truth anyhow. Yeah. Not the truth, but the truth. <laughs> anyhow. F. Yeah, with an F. Yes. <laughs> the truth. So y'all go out there and live a life that's worth bragging about. Mm-hmm. And a life that's worth bragging about is called a legacy. That's right. Mm-hmm. I want people to be talking about me when I leave. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he said, make your name great. <laughs> and it's not great because it's you. It's because what you're going to turn them back yep. to. Yeah. I want my name to be great. And I used to duck that. Oh, it ain't about me. That 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 false humility. Yeah. That is horrible. You your name out, boy. Yeah. Because, hey, I'm, I got some good material coming out, y'all. Y'all need to look this stuff up. And I'm working on it. It's going to be good. And I can't wait to get it out there because it is good. I can finally admit it is good. That is good. Because I'm not comparing. And I was told not to look at other people's stuff when I write. I can see that. Yeah. Because I was constantly still comparing. Uh-huh. 
Yep. That's and now idea. I just write from my heart. Uh-huh. And when I go back and listen to that stuff, it is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And ain't nothing wrong with you saying your stuff is good. There isn't. Because it helps me. Yes. Exactly. And I just want to give you what's helped me. Because I was a mess. <laughs> I was a mess. <laughs> with three S's and two M's. <laughs> I was a mess. <laughs> I was screwed up. And sometimes I tell my buddies, like, man, this is how I think. He said, man, I can see it a little, but I can't see it, man. You was really messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it still comes back and it lingers sometimes. You know, my well, I'm, it's time to go, y'all. My mouth is parched. <laughs> <laughs> Need some water. But if y'all like this, please share it. And we thank y'all for listening. Yes, we do. And take the time to subscribe and to really tell people about this safe space. And I call it safe because for a long time, I wasn't safe in my own skin Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to be me and I want everyone like me and Tasha here to live unapologetic yep and to find a community to develop who you are so that you can leave the legacy that you were meant to leave but you can't do that comparing because you're so busy competing with other people compromising your character so remember stay safe Thank you so much for listening, and I'm so excited to have you join me on a regular basis. I'm looking forward to uh, a new year of excitement and learning how to deliver better content to you. If you find these episodes inspiring, please share them. I'm excited because these concepts and the idea of being safe has changed my life for the better. It's improved my relationships. My mental health has changed for the better, and I'm on my way to fulfilling dreams and goals that I once thought impossible. Oftentimes, I didn't think I was worthy of it, but I want to share with you that it is okay to be yourself, and this is an authentic show. You can expect guests and exciting episodes that will impact you in every single area of your life, and if it's not just for you. Maybe it's for someone else. Be a part of this community. Share it, like it, and spread the word that it's okay to be you unapologetically. Your story matters. Keep climbing that ladder. No, you're not going to stop. Just keep going till you get to the top. Huh? This Tyson speaks. One who speaks 